Alright y'all, welcome to uh, another episode of Bob Drinks and Entrees. My name is James. I'm Kenny. Bobby. E. Rookie and Mike. <laughs> and I'm, I'm Pup. Frenchie. And we're here bringing casual conversation to life. So how you guys doing? Like, first of all, thank you guys for being on the show. We definitely appreciate it. And um, before we even get dive deep into anything, this is the Man Cave Edition. Um, so you see episode it's all full. Episode four. So you see a uh, a lot of just all fellas on it. So this is strictly for you know what? Just the Man Cave Edition, man. <laughs> 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 but it's, it's the Man Cave Edition, man. Boobs um, and no boobs. Yeah, boobs <laughs> and no boobs, man. How do you want to call boobs. it? <laughs> so um. So don't want to know. We're not here to offend any of you ladies or whatever we say and everything like that. This is just a opinions from the uh, fellas tonight, man. And y'all to get y'all chance on the next episode to voice y'all opinion on uh, whatever we talk about. Do that, <laughs> I mean, I mean, man. They, you know we gonna have an all ladies crew, uh, ladies night for them, right. so they can voice their opinion on whatever they want on whatever question or topics we have. That's gonna be hot. That show. That's gonna be real. So yeah, because you know, <laughs> I'm you know, sure we're the only ones. <laughs> <laughs> man, we gonna hold it down. We gonna hold it down for <laughs> all y'all that's sitting right here. So um, before we get started, man, we like to make sure we like to let people promote whatever they got going on. So starting to my left, um, I'm gonna start with Frenchie, um, one of my brothers, Frenchie. So you want to promote anything you got going on? Nah, not really. <laughs> Here we go with the cool shit, man. <laughs> Too cool for school. Right, as soon as the count go on, they get cool. Right, right. <laughs> I ain't gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I let somebody else. We do got it, the bro. two owners of Future of the Retro here. Um, they are responsible for designing our logo, bar drinks and entrees. Um, they got gear as you can see, it's fuck character he has on that. And also Frenchie uh started uh mentality. Um a couple of us sitting here at the table, myself and Bobby, we gotta get you in that man. Yeah. Um it's a Facebook um Facebook group that we all are in and it's really about uplifting brothers and fellowshipping and things like that. Yep. Um, I'm sure you ain't tell them too much. Oh nah, so oh, yeah. mentality, man. Society, it's a secret society, all we have to trust. trust. But like I said, it's for us. It's for us. And um, you know, we just doing things to help help uplift the young brothers and keep us, you know, keep us on track. So that's a big thing. And I appreciate French for starting that, man, because you know it's a lot of sister circles and they have their social clubs and the book clubs and things like that to help them get through trials and tribulations and Frenchie did something for us and it got over like 400 members in it so man he's doing a great job with that man and also you know this is his second show here you know one third of the three bars there's three stars too three many stars, bars too many I'm bars first, I apologize I'm the, I'm the brightest star <laughs> of the three stars too many bars yeah, I'm, I'm, like I'm, bar drinks, I'm, I'm saying like nobody else is getting guest coming. features and pods so, nah, I mean it's right. like it's, you want the brightest star to be featured? You call me. Okay, cool. So we didn't do that on purpose. Milton and Chips, like I, I did it on purpose. purpose. <laughs> so Pull up. of course, when Drop you got, <laughs> we're going to have you guys on the show he just to come back. Yeah, I hope you don't get fired. <laughs> so uh, to my right, um, right past Kenny is Bobby, uh, one of our fellow brethren that used to work with us at Nike. So you know, had to, yeah. and he and he probably got some wisdom for us too. But, you know, anything you want to promote? Yeah, I'm, I'm working on something. Um, as, as James said, you know, um, you know, I think I got a lot to offer, a lot to spit out there. Appreciate, you know, he's talked with these brothers a lot about uh, just life and a whole bunch of different mm -hmm. shit. Definitely did. So, um, you know, I, I've been going through some shit in the corporate game, and I think uh, I, I might do something, you know, not necessarily this format, but, um, you know, I, I want to be able to kind of, promote a safe space for brothers to really talk about like, you know, maneuvering like life in this corporate 
you know, um, beasts and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, okay. just recently, just let the folks know, um, I actually uh, got caught up in um, something in, at, at where I'm working at right now, and it was uh, whistleblowing and wow. um, racial discrimination. Wow. And I found out about a week ago, and you guys don't even know this, that I won. Oh wow. Man, congrats oh, to you, bro. So, man. Uh, you know, being a being a black man, you know, the company that I work for is a eight billion dollar year company, so it's a large, you know, mega organization. It was just acquired by a foreign entity and you know, working in IT and the numbers and shit ain't adding up. And, you know, you know, being a program manager in IT, you know, they, they want they want me to look the other way. I'm like, right. nah, I don't look good in orange, so that's how that shit goes. So, you know, I had to kinda of stand the line, you know, integrity, whatever like that. And as you all know that, you know, work these jobs, man, some a lot of times that shit don't Mm -hmm. But we work out for folks that are like us. So yes, sir, yes, sir. this is a, a praise report testimony that you know I, I, I came through it. Not, I mean, it was a long time, like two years. Shit, like two years. Damn, and we was talking during that yeah, time. Man. Yeah, yeah, we stopped yeah. by my house. I had my house. So yeah, I found out last week they did an external investigation. It was like um, we believe you. It was like retaliation, whistleblower. Whatever, everything. The only thing they said they couldn't really prove was the racial shit, because it was like ain't nobody call you a nigga. But gotcha. Um, but, we, all, we all know I'm the only person color, yeah. so yeah. you know we know what it was what it was motivated by. Absolutely. But but yeah, so I'm working through that now, um, getting the promotion, actually getting rid of everybody, yes. senior management. They got rid of the president, CEO already. They got rid of executive vice president. They getting rid of a lot of other people where I work at. So. Okay, so you're getting a promotion and everything. So, so, you know, not to be black, but how do I get to the yams? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's some, it's some yams we can get to. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but, you know, but going through shit like that, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that's the type of stuff that, in the format I want to kind of put out there. Because I'm pretty sure that's I, a, I, that's I, a good conversation. I, I ain't the only brother that's kind of going through shit like that mm -hmm. at work. And, like, right. and a lot of times we ain't, you know, we ain't got safe spaces to, no, to kind of, home, you, know, mm -hmm. you know, pick people's minds. So that, that's all for me. That's so what's that's what's up, man. I like that. You know, that's good. You know, that's good good information because, like I said, corporate America can't treat us like it's shit. Good, so. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and let, keep us updated on that, man. So, you know, I definitely would like to, you know, be on, be at that platform when you uh, started. So, yeah, definitely. Keep that. Too, um, and I, as a dude that worked in corporate, man, yeah. I definitely wouldn't want to be a part of that, man. Okay, That's cool, cool man. Yeah. So, like you said, we only got a safe place to talk about that kind of stuff. Man. 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 So, moving on to you, uh, E, um, what uh, what you got? What you got going on? What you got brewing over there? Um, OT show was a podcast I got with uh, Grayson Orfe, who's my co-host. Um, that's like the show, man. That that show is we've been doing it for like five years, and it's been cool, man. Um, been meeting a lot of people doing it, man. Um, and just uh, it just shows that if you stick with something, you never know what'll happen. Mm -hmm. I seen somebody interview y'all about y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got interviewed. We had, we were we were guest speakers. Wow, that's at this, crazy. At this, uh, event called Shifting the Paradigm. It's about uh, and what we talked about was uh, uh, melanin people controlling narratives through podcasting. Okay. And because wow. um, as you know, in the media we get betrayed negatively. Yeah. And betrayed we got a chance to control our own narrative with podcasting or whatever. That's why I encourage anybody to do it. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, then I got that, and um, I got a Bros Beer and Whiskey, aka BBW. So nah, that's just fun, man. That's just a fun time. Look, I kind of just create that show to really just have fun and drink with my friends. Mm -hmm. But 
also to learn about. <laughs> nah, nah. I started because of my uncle. Wow. My, my uncle, all he does is drink Miller Lite <laughs> and uh, Crown Royal. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bruh, it's other stuff you can drink, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, nah, it's, it's, it's for us to explore different things, man. Explore our culture. Just look. We we were growing up, what we were drinking, like what what rappers say. We started yeah. drinking Patron, we started yeah. drinking Hennessy or whatever. Cavassier or whatever. Nah, it's not. I ain't never drink Crystal. Oh, that's what Jay was talking about. Yeah, yeah, but no, but we were he wasn't drinking Crystal. Yeah, you little Oh man, that was all trash. Patron's trash. Screw you T paying for that. I had a good time Y'all remember Hold up, hold up, y'all. Do y'all remember Hypnotic? Yeah. Don't disrespect Hypnotic. I'm not. I'm just having no. you remember Hypnotic. It's a good night on Hypnotic. It's slow me down. They cut all the cups. Hypnotic and Hennessy got it done. Nah, I did. But that's why I started the show, though. To put light on different things, man. Get people to expand their palate, man. Okay, yeah. And we, I want to say we definitely had a good time in the show. Both shows and... You kind of inspired me to do a podcast. You know, I was talking about it and everything like that. Being on yours, I was on there actually with my homeboy French. So, you know, that was... That was a good episode, you know, too. I went back and recently watched that episode. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> that was the word of the day that day. Allegedly. So, um, like I said, thank you, brothers, again. So, you know, getting into it, we usually do a hot, happy hour when we talk about a current event. But we, we fellas, we're going to do something a little different than like just like talking. We're going to switch it up a little bit. So, we got a game we're going to play. It's called uh, Gotta Get Rid of One. Oh, <laughs> I hate one. games like this, you because know, I can't never just oh. answer. I always have to tell you oh. why. Oh, so nah, we're going to let you go. We're going to get everybody one minute rebuttal. Yeah, we're going to let everybody go down the list. Go down the list. And then we're going to talk about it. So I'm going to let Kenny start off with the first one that we got, the first question. All right. Who's one that got to go? Oh, got to get rid of. Yeah, got to get rid of. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Do you have to keep the other two, or is you? It's like, like you, you know how they go. Like you get rid of it. No, never existed. Got get rid of. Never existed. Full context. Wipe them. Okay, dude. Hey, I swear <laughs> I do, man. The first one is is crazy. Kobe, LeBron, or MJ. Woo! We're gonna stop with you, uh, cause you're a Lakers fan. We're gonna stop with you, Fred. LeBron gotta go. <laughs> I knew he was gonna say LeBron. Man, he gotta go. Uh, but nah, not no, not off no disrespect. No, I'm gonna let everybody get around for it. So you say LeBron. Uh-huh. LeBron gotta go. Alright. Oh, matter of fact, yeah, we're gonna stay there. No, we're not gonna stay there. We're gonna stay there. Why? Well, I mean, okay, you you give me Jordan, you give me Kobe, you give me LeBron. With them two killers, you don't need a facilitator. You just got some you got two people that's gonna bite your head off day in, day out, night in, night out, and they're gun they're clearly better than everybody on the floor. There's times where LeBron looks mediocre, bro. Like, and he'll still put up the numbers, but it will look like bro. You're supposed to be the best in the world. So why are you playing down to your level of competition? And it's like, I, I, I feel like he's too friendly. He's too nice. Like he, You give me two killers, the, the sucker got to go. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. shit. Compared so, to them, he's gonna, a sucker. Gonna, he got to go. Okay, we're going to stay on the left side. Um, oh, man. Frank. Don't do this to me. I'm going to answer for him. LeBron no, got to no, go. No, no. <laughs> but you know what? Like, this is really screwed up, man, because my answer is Kobe, man. But this is why I'm so torn between it because Kobe Bryant means so much to me. Yeah. Um, it means so much to our brand. Mm. And I named my daughter after him. Wow. My daughter's middle name is Randy Kobe. My older, my younger brother that passed, his middle name in Kobe is Randy Kobe. The reason I picked Kobe is because he is the Jordan clone. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
his game is mirrored off of Jordan. Mm -hmm. You would not have Kobe without Jordan. LeBron is his own beast. It's two different styles of player. I I don't need a replica. Okay. But Kobe is so valuable to my upbringing. Yeah, but so you but so you, you change your answer if you want. No, you no. I can. You can. I can. Okay, so you saying Kobe? Hold on, no, no. We gotta go around. No, I have to ask. You. I have to ask. Save it. This is not save it. Three. Sorry, this is. I'm sorry. No, right? No, apologize for that. Like I'm handshake. Kobe came out. Kobe came out the Kobe system in 2012. Yeah, Future Retro started in 2012. When we did. say you're welcome, that means the shit is already taken care of. Right. You ain't gotta ask this shit else because Kobe system, you welcome. Like triangles up. You know what I'm saying? We got a lot more questions. So, my bad. Um, nah, LeBron gotta go, man. Uh, I'm a Kobe fan, and maybe I'm a little biased, but uh. And then not to mention, I feel like LeBron just calm along with handle. He's calm along with handle in, in a J. It's like a three-point ball. No go-to uh, moves. Yeah, I mean, he just goes straight forward. He ain't bopping you or nothing. He just... Uh, Look at the ball shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nah, man, man, I got to pick between those three, man. I'm going with uh, uh, Kobe and Mike over uh, LeBron. Yeah. Okay. Go, right. Bobby, we're going to swing it to you. Uh, it's another tough one, but uh, I think I'm about to rock with Frenchie. I, th- I think it got to be Kobe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, it just hurt my heart. I mean, I actually played ball with Kobe at high school. Damn. Oh, Chester man, high, so, wow. yeah. so, oh, yeah. so, you know, I definitely got a lot of respect for his game. And, Was he you know, always that good even back then? Interesting enough, so I'm, I'm two years older than him, so... You know, I'm like a shy under six foot. So when I played against Kobe, he was my size. Mm-hmm. And then, like, after I graduated, he, like, in between his, his sophomore and junior year, he grew, like, eight inches in, like, wow, wow. a summer. And then when I came back, because I went to North Carolina and I was playing ball there, and everybody was like, you know, who to do, like, give it to everybody. Like, Kobe, like, Laura Marion was, like, trash. Got and, like, like. Mm-hmm. Like at Chester High and other schools, stuff like that. Like Chester you, Powerhouse. like you started Joe, you started Joe Biggs against Lower Mary. That's how God, I was. Oh man! And yeah. then, um, but you know, like you know, he he had that growth spurt and, and he was rocking shop. But uh, I think you know, to what you know, from my perspective, to what Frenchie said, I look at him as Jordan two point Okay. And um, and so not to say that he's not he's not you know he's not lethal because yeah, mm-hmm. that's like if you ask me. If I can pick him and Jordan as like the one of the two, like I'm picking <laughs> right. both of them niggas, like right, you know, right. you know whatever like that. <laughs> but I gotta go with the originator. I gotta yeah. go. I'm, yeah. I'm a '76 baby, so I, I gotta go with Mike. Like mm-hmm. Mike, yeah, just like this, this, this like cats older than me gonna go with like Dr. like like Dr. Dr. J, Dr. And J and or, or, or James Worthy, Magic Bird on the You know so. The thing I, I say about Le, LeBron, so what you were saying, like I, I see LeBron to me is a, is a hybrid, I think, between like Carmelo and, and Jordan. Oh, Magic, Magic kind of Magic is Jordan. Yeah, so, so I, I think he, I think he evolved a niche that is his game. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, is his game. But like you know, you know, Kobe studied the master and got damn near as good as the master. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll meet. For me, um, 
<laughs> Sorry, Fred. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get rid of Kobe, man. Like, Sorry, like, dog. It's hard hurt. I don't hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Before we keep going, like, I just want to make sure that let's RP to Kobe too. Like RP to Kobe Bryant. Yo, he respect. definitely missed respect. Yeah, respect. You know what I'm saying? This is. You know, I, I know gonna, people. I was gonna get there. I was okay. gonna say because my cousin, though, I'm not fake. Like I still haven't forgiven him for beating us in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> so this so is has nothing to do. To him, but I might have to shoot the goddamn dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to. I might have to. Uh, I might have to get rid of Kobe, man. Bring his bag. Hey, Fred. I think you would have got a different response if I ain't go right after you, though, bro. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I, I would have went the same response. Think about this: Do we have Kobe if we don't have Jordan? Yes, you do. No, we don't. No, no way possible. I'm gonna wait until my one minute rebuttal. So, like, so, 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 it's 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 hard to choose Kobe. And the reason why I say it's hard to choose Kobe, I'm not gonna say it a lot. Like killer instinct wise, like you said, putting your team on your back. MJ Kobe did the same thing. 81 points. He put him on his back. Won a couple games. He got championships. It was he couldn't do it without Shaq. Six five. Yeah. Three. But he couldn't do it without Shaq. Then he did it without Shaq. Will LeBron get the five? Oh, no, no. no. Um, and Kobe. Oh, he and Kobe will go down probably. Kobe will probably go down as the greatest Laker when it's all said and done. They retire both of his numbers. I can't put him over Magic. Oh, I can. Nah, he's Magic. He is the greatest Laker, though. Listen, rookie year, Kareem went down, Magic played center and scored 40. What year was that? Come on, man. You gotta respect that. It don't matter what year was it. He having in his I'm career. Kareem is the hold guy. Hold on, hold on. We're gonna get back to it. Hold on, we're right. gonna get back to it. But um, Kobe, I'm a um, yeah, man. I'm gonna take LeBron because, like you said, Jordan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I get get what everybody said about MJ. Kobe the same way. Um, yikes, man. That's that's tough. Can I get a rebuttal? That's tough. Yeah, we all gonna get rebuttal, man. We all gonna get rebuttal. All right, bet. Um, we gonna fight. We're going to give rebuttals, but uh, I'm going to go with Kobe not being in it. So, Fred, I know you had a rebuttal. What's your rebuttal, Fred? I'm trying to come to you. 
LeBron, you said he's different, right? I'm gonna tell you why though. But you, know you said he's different, right? Yeah, I said he's different. I said he's different. I'm but tell you why. is he a different animal on he's the same, same beast? beast. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Yeah, yeah. No, he's not. What the fuck does that mean, Kobe Bryant? <laughs> You're welcome. It's like talking to a preacher that's a hustler. No, it's not. Okay, let me explain something to you. You said that he's the clone. Now, now I'm gonna quote Jay because you know I'm a Jay, hard Jay fan. They say motherfuckers saying they made hove. And made hove say, okay, okay so, so make, make another hove. Have you seen another hove? Nah. You know how many basketball players have studied Michael Jordan to the T? You know how many times I've done Michael Jordan's fadeaway to you? Excuse me, sir. I'm sorry. Hove is another thing. Excuse me, sir. So I'm going to fuck you. Excuse me, excuse me, sir. Don't fuck my brother. Can we start my car? Can we start my car? No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying my time. <laughs> Michael Jordan came in the league well, in 83. Okay. 84. Mm-hmm. Since 1984, as long as I've been living, there has been one person, one, in the history of basketball on any level that you can compare directly to Michael Jordan, who everybody claims is the GOAT. So if he was able to duplicate the best, he did. He did. Bro, I'm not trying to hear none of that, bro. Kobe Bryant, slam dunk giant. The Kobe's, the Kobe style. The Kobe style. LeBron has a LeBron smile. He's soft. He flopped somebody did like that. He flew in the goddamn air. Yeah, LeBron, the way the game. LeBron, I don't care. They all got their clothes, I don't though. care. Yeah. LeBron, Kobe's last game he ever played in his life, he scored 60. Okay. That's okay. great. We gotta get loud. We hear you. No, they can't hear me. All right, hold up, hold up, Fred. I need a number. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I need a number. My real short and sweet. The reason I did not cut LeBron. Has absolutely nothing to do with him playing basketball. Oh, absolutely nothing for what he did for the game. LeBron as a role model, as a a, as a male figure in the black community. That's why I kept him. So that's the case. Hold up, let me rebuttal that. I got something. If we're gonna rebuttal that, then what you saying is I'm getting rid of MJ then. Facts. Nah. Oh, 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 you don't know totally? Yeah, of no, totality. Then of I'm getting course. rid of MJ. Of course, I gotta get rid of MJ. Because Kobe did more. What? It's black black owner of an NBA team. Do you know what Mike has done for the community? Mike has opened up hospitals. Mike is the number one. Oh, the no, Make a Wish no. Foundation. Yeah. He's the number one. Still, requested still my no, I got you. But my thing is publicly. Standing up, standing up for other people that are less fortunate in the public eye when he could lose it all because of what he the stance that he takes That's is why I keep LeBron. Yo, it has it That's has nothing to do with this game because I love Kobe Bryant, but what he means he in a totality of of life, I gotta keep LeBron. I know. So French, I know um, with your with your rebuttal. Uh, going back to you, French, with the rebuttal. You said that you're doing it for a whole day. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I, I just, the reason I kept LeBron has absolutely nothing to do with him playing basketball. It's what he means, you know, to to the culture. You know, he, okay. he does a lot of stuff publicly. He's put himself in positions where he could lose all his endorsements. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it could really cut into his bottom line. And he did it, you know, Without even second guessing, you know. So yeah, a lot of a lot that. me deciding had a lot to do with the man he is off of the court. Cool. So. Respect. Any rebuttals from you guys over on this side, or 
Y'all cool with what y'all said, everything like that? So everybody got their stance, I think. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's a, let's go to the next question, and we're going to um, kind of move a little faster a little bit, but like, I, I like the conversation where it's going. So, uh, next one, got to get rid of one. <laughs> Biggie Nods, J, or Pac? And I'm, oh, come on, what are y'all doing? <laughs> what are y'all doing? It's so bad. Yeah, yeah so Bobby. Yeah, you see why I hate this shit? Bobby, we're going to start with you. You the vet. So, uh, <laughs> Biggie, Nas, J, or Pop? Um, this is a straight bias question for me because I'm an East Coast nigga. It got to be Pop. Okay, cool. E? Damn. It's Pop. Jeez. I know, and I, I don't even want to get rid of Pop, but it's Pop though, yeah. Yeah, I feel good. <laughs> Biggie, easy, easy, easy. easy. Nah, it's gotta go. Damn. Immediately. Uh, like, vacate the premises. Okay, I'm gonna let you have the last one. I'm gonna do mine. I'm, you know what? I'm gonna go with Biggie. Nah, I can't. I can live without Biggie. Man. You go Biggie, Biggie. Yeah, I can live without Biggie. March 14th coming up, bro. Hey, <laughs> As my man Nas would say, "Fuck Jay Z." <laughs> Back to him since you was last, we're gonna swing around the block. You said pop. Why you say pop? It's 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 just I think bias because I'm an East Coast dude. Like like I I love pop and I've enjoyed his music, whatever like that. But that like, nigga from Baltimore. <laughs> I mean I, I I get that, but I mean like what he's known for is the, the West Coast. His, his category, you know, music he's known for was all West Coast shit. So yeah. I mean like I mean. I was watching motherfucking Juice the other day. So. <laughs> <laughs> he was a great actor. Yes, had a bad Um. Oh nah, mine's pop because I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a big um, wordplay fan when it comes to like rap. So mm-hmm. Jay Z, Nas, and uh, Biggie. and Biggie wordplay was ridiculous. And then Biggie's his storytelling was crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I had to mention Nas storytelling. I mean, even Pop's storytelling was crazy too. But it's just like with Biggie, that flow though, son. Yeah. Smooth. Yeah, it was smooth. Yeah, you. I mean, and it. I would say this. Pop will touch your soul though. He'll give you. So he'll give you a gut wrenching story to touch your soul. Mm-hmm. But nah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of wordplay. This is my my category when it goes to me when it comes uh-huh. around or whatever. That I'm I'm a sucker for that joint. Yeah. So pop. So you said Biggie. Um, am I telling you why you say why you got Biggie out there? His catalog wasn't long enough. Okay. Um, um, the type of music that he put out was um, it was cool, but it wasn't it wasn't that you know. I got you. It didn't give me that. It okay. didn't give me that. Fight the it, ain't, it, it ain't help. It ain't make me want to go feed the homeless. It ain't right. make me want to go check on a single mother. It ain't. It ain't give you. me that. And so then, I know who your goal is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what about you, Brenda? <laughs> You said Nas. You said you get rid of Nas. So why you get rid of Nas? I mean, Nas didn't evolve as an artist to me. Like he, you know, what you four, mean? Four albums in ten years, nigga. I could divide. So what do you mean evolve? Like, what is like I mean, I feel like he he was all over the place. Like he tried to be commercial. He tried to be hood. He tried to be real. He tried too hard. Right, tried just to make music. Like uh, like Nas, you can't go from Illmatic to Uchiwali. 
that's just how I feel, bro. I mean, like I get it. I, I mean, but all all, all I, I get it, and like I'm not even dissing Uchi Wally, but <laughs> all rappers have that type of. But they have but, one of those. But in Nas catalog. did not evolve. If you listen to J Catalog, I don't care what he says. <laughs> J Catalog, from Reasonable Doubt all the way to his last album, it's been fire along the way. Magna Carta, Holy Grail. Okay, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you gotta put the fire. You know how like when you. You think the fire out, and they come right back. Volume two, God. Because volume two is God. Oh, 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 yo, 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 yo. I feel fucked up by saying it. <laughs> I feel bad. That's why I want to skip it. 
Uh, man, when I answer this, I'm, I'm not gonna feel black no more. Who? Fucking Dave Chappelle, man. Yeah. I think I, I was I was with Dave Chappelle. Yeah, too. Man. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I was with Dave Chappelle. Um, for me, nobody. I'm leaving the wall there. <laughs> Moments in one yeah, season, bro. I just Once, like, I want to yeah. talk to Samson like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like his quote. But Bernie got crazy. that quote. Bernie skinny, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, but that's yeah, it, yeah. though. Social media, bro. If it wasn't for Kings of Comedy, if it wasn't for Kings of Comedy, house party, though, yeah. That's it, yo. Ooh, I'm a million, a millionaire. They call you Joe. Come on. The reason why I said, kind of to that point, the reason why I said Bernie Mac was, you know, and maybe this was time or whatever, we never seen a straight up Bernie Mac like him by himself. Right. All the other ones stood by themselves. You I know gotcha. what I, mean? I see what you saying. You, you raw, delirious. You can't yeah. fuck with Martin Joyce. You can't fuck with Dave Joyce. Yeah. You can't fuck with like like. So crazy. Like, it, what, it, what, it what, just what, 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 what I've been yeah. pressed to see Bernie Mac by himself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I think Eddie Murphy. His business mind just got me. It was like, if I just do all kid movies, you got to buy a ticket for the kid, and a parent got to take him. Like, he, he was double so dipping every me, time but, he made a kid me, movie. For, for Eddie Murphy, I'm mind. sorry, for Eddie Murphy, go ahead, go ahead. Ken. But for me, like, to rebut what you were saying, like, for, for Bernie Mac, all those comedians that you just named, Going, they're not going after Bernie Mac. Yeah, yeah. true that. That dude, they, they respect oh. him. They're, yeah, yes. they're not going after Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac is a head with that. Line. No, all the kings of comedy wouldn't go after Bernie Mac. They've seen that shit in person. They've all, they've all said that. The way they 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 about kings of comedy, none of them was on the list but him. No, but what I'm saying is, dog, his 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 presence and 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 his energy, energy, everything. That's that's hard to go behind, man. Bro, that's okay. So he said, "I'm not scared of none of you, motherfuckers." Dave Chappelle did that shit. He didn't just say it. He was the black man in the KKK. You know what I'm saying? Like Dave Chappelle, he didn't just walk the line. He pushed the line. And wish somebody would say something. And he turned down money for integrity. That reason alone, Dave Chappelle got. You know why I kept Dave Chappelle in there too? Because he wasn't scared to talk about everything. Like he just talked about his last one. Put him over the top. The last one. When he does it, it. 
He talked about the LBG too. He called the alphabet letters. Yeah, exactly. But it was a and it made sense. And you comedy. His comedy is social conscious. What's going on right now? I think that Dave Chappelle owned his genius in these few specials. You know, like he had enough time to put together his sheeter. You know, how long Remy had to write sheeter? Like nine years. Like he had time to put together. You know why else? Yeah. And you know why else that I bang with Dave Chappelle? And this is the honor, this is why I didn't leave him out to real for my part. He never put on a dress. Oh, facts. He never was a black comedian that put on a dress. Shout you know this. Shout out to Bernie. Yeah, yeah, but I, you, you're right, Bernie. He but you look at him. Yeah, but like if you So I'm cutting mine now. Like if you notice, like he Bernie they they asked him to and he, he was said no. So, they said they said no. So um <laughs> But moving on, we got a couple more we got to do. We got to uh, get to the questions, man. Yeah. So um, uh, the next question. Y'all really killed me with these. So, yeah, I mean, well, it's just something difficult. It's something difficult. difficult. Yeah, it's so, difficult. So going to the next one, got to get rid of one. Coming to America. Ah, oh, come on. This, this Life. I don't care what come after coming to America. Right. Listen, coming to America, life or Friday. Oh, oh that's easy. Shit. That's easy. That's easy. Hold on. Bobby, you ain't stopped one yet. Wait, wait, wait. Friday or all the Fridays? No, Friday. Just Friday. That's hard. First Friday? Friday, first Friday. Bobby, easy. I'm coming to you first. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm fucking up the whole whole vibe of the dead space. Damn, I don't know, man. Um, Come on, Bobby. Time ticking. <laughs> we got a show to do. We got a show to do. I'm going to go Friday, man. Shit. Oh, oh, man. Friday. Um, I can see why you would say Friday, but... Cause I love life. Come on, E, what you gonna do, man? Jake Lane, Jake Lane. Yeah, come on, Seth. <laughs> Damn, I'm gonna have to kick Friday. I don't wanna kick Friday. Oh, 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 oh. Friday gotta go. Oh, Damn, boy. life. No, Kenny, man, like I, I'm a. Hey, y'all, boy. I just think. <laughs> I just think about when they was arguing on the beer bottles and Mars said, God damn, I don't say no more, son. But like, oh, but, but, but like me and Cuz, like Friday the GOAT. Like me, Will, every my sister, day every day in the summertime. Summer. We, we know the whole, we can, we can say all the lines of the whole That's movie. That's because you ain't had a life DVD. Yeah. Like for me, Friday got to go. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. Hold up, hold up, y'all. First of all, it's, it's tough. I gotta get rid of life. Oh, I gotta get rid of Friday. Yeah. Friday, life is probably one of my. Like, you can't touch coming to America. Yeah, like, no life no is probably yeah. my top three movies of my favorite movies. Yeah, you can't touch coming to America. And it's not about the sequel, though. Y'all said they're gonna I, fuck it up? I don't Yeah, they're doing a sequel to it. Not life. Coming to America. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a production now. You can't mess it up. It's a production now. I'm nervous, though. I trust Eddie Murphy. That's going to be funny. He will not do that and fuck it up. I trust Eddie Murphy. But like I said, with life for me, like, it's the whole movie, then it's the act, the outtake, the best line. He said, hold up. This ain't my granddaddy watch. This ain't my granddaddy watch. The cornbread. Yeah, yeah, cornbread. The the watch scene. He's like, fix your motherfucker about to say, say, you want to whoop your ass? Like, that shit is epic. You know, you know, you know, he added that shit. And they got, and they didn't do life. So, and for the simple fact that they got out. 
Sitcoms, one gotta go. Martin, Fresh Prince, Cosby Show, or Different World. Classics. Uh, yeah, man. I played the fifth. Come on, I can, I can, I can give you an answer. Okay, so who wanna go first? I'll go. Go ahead, Fred. Different World. Damn, that is hard. Okay, Different World. What you say, uh, Fred? Can you repeat the question? <laughs> Martin, Fresh Prince, Cosby Show, Different World. So one of them gotta go, baby. That shit hard. That's black culture right here. It is, though, yeah. yeah it is. When I went to college, motherfucking different world. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Palm chicken, come on. Different world. Different world. Uh, Bobby. I feel bad from you know from being from the Philadelphia area, but I'm gonna have to say fresh. Oh, oh wow. That's so fucked up. Yeah. Now, you know what? You want to recount, recount your statement? What? I can't do it. It's, it's, it's a tie between them two. It can't be a tie. Yeah. So, what, are you recanting your statement? Yeah, I am. Fresh I'm going to rock with you, Bob. Fresh I'm going with Fresh Prince. I'm going to have to go Cosby Show. Even though I just watched the Cosby Show the other day. <laughs> I, I still watch that shit. Black culture, yeah. Nah, nah, because that shit was, it was a, actually was the, that's, that's close to one of the perfect shows, though. Yeah, okay. When it comes to uh, black culture, mm-hmm. you're seeing a, a black family, a stabbing. That's not struggling. It's not struggling. Yeah. But well, for me, I can't, I can't look, I can't. I can't let go of different world. Gotcha. Different world made me go to college, bro. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's why I can't let go of different world, man. Way, way, it was fresh as hell, man. He had every Jado. He had every Jado, son. That's a guy. Kenny, what about you, Kenny? Mmm. Can I cop a Ain't no cop no please. I ain't cop. He's trying to cop a Fuck, man. Um. I love different world, man. I can't get rid of Cosby, so that's the world, man. Comedy show made you wanna what you wanted to aspire for. Yeah. Different world made niggas go to college. Yeah. Cause, Cause I can't get rid of Cosby because Cosby because I grew up with my Okay, so you say you're getting over the Martin. And Bill Cosby reminds me so much of my father. Are you getting rid of the Martin? That's what it sounds like. Martin is how I wanted me and friends to be with I ain't gonna go rich uncle house, so So for me, we get rid of the Cosby show. Easy. Yeah, and, easy, re- and I'm going to tell you, and let me tell you why it's easy. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get, hold up. Let me tell you why it's easy. Claire Huxtable, baby. Nah, let me nah, tell you why right. it's easy. <laughs> Give me a second. Hear me out. I already, Hear me got you. I already know where you're going. Let me see. It's easy for me. And I'm going to tell you why it's easy for me. Um, let, let, me let, let me say this. Cosby mm-hmm. Show started all this for the black culture. We know that. You know, to actually see a, a black a black excellence. Like, that was black excellence. The epitome of black excellence. A lawyer as a mother. The dad was a doctor. They lived in a great house. They had white friends. That you know, what I mean, it was it wasn't right. You know, what I'm saying it wasn't really racism. It was like they had all coaches on there. They talked about things. It was fun. They did everything. But for me, relatability. Mm-hmm. Right. I related. Like, right. hear me out. Mine. I related to Mark. Like, just funny, joking. Lived in an apartment. You know, they just that in the third. Nigga, you live in Mark right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, 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 Fresh Prince of Bel Air. The scenes that he had. Like, mm-hmm. everybody. 
Like, why don't he want me? Like, yeah. that, 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 that scene alone. That scene alone makes a cut. When he got punched in that bowl, hear me out. Like, he said, why doesn't he want me? Like, I cry every time I see that. And this is no bullshit because I went through that. That, that was that was my life. You know what I mean? Like I didn't live in that I didn't live with my uncles or anything like that. But when I did, I did, and my uncle had a pretty decent house. Like he had a nice house in Upper Marlboro. Like he knows. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so he had a nice house in Upper Marlboro. So when I moved in with him, it was like right. you know what I'm saying? Then I related to him because like my mom didn't put me out of anything like that or move me somewhere because of the neighborhood. But I lived in Southeast. They, they you know what I'm saying? I grew up in PG and I lived in Southeast as well. But like I can relate to that. Then Hillman, like HBCU life, like who? Yeah. Like I, I went to an HBCU, right, right. so for me, like, and then like you know some of them. Cats. Yeah, I know some of them. Cats. <laughs> and then on the flip side, the calf. Oh my god, yeah. like Coppin, like we went to Coppin, the calf. We just beat Eastern Shore two us one. But like, and, Morgan, and, Morgan, and I know that, and I know that you guys can relate to that going Morgan. to HBCUs as well. Yeah. So like for me, like don't get me wrong, I love the Cosby Show because the Cosby Show. The reason why I love the Cosby Show because we actually got to see them grow up. Like it was, yeah. like, it was almost like we live with yeah, them. That, that, that's that's the way we reality. I mean, but I didn't make that distinction because. You, you don't have a different world if you don't have a Cosby show. But the thing about it yeah, is, true. But, but here it is, though. You don't have a different world if you don't have a Cosby show, but the spinoff was for Denise, and nobody really cares about Denise. Nobody missed her. Well, she was, she was gone on the first season. But nobody missed her. Yeah, nah, nah. Yeah, we about to go to the last season, you That was a good one, yo. That was a good one. He made me think about that, because, like, the, the always joking, always playing, you know, I could do without that, but you don't have... Different world without the Cosby Show, okay. and then yeah. Right, so go ahead, uh, Martin. You just can't get rid of it. Yeah. So no, you let's do that. Martin, I do the. Hey, so I'm gonna knock out the next two. We just got because we gotta get into this real quick. Uh, right, right, right. So New Jack City Boys in the Hood. Menace's uh, what? That was his idea, not mine. Stop! <laughs> New Jack City Boys in the Hood or Menace's Society. Wow, you now normally I'd be like, ah, oh, that's easy. This one's not easy. Yeah, you bro. gotta throw a fourth one in there. No, nope, no fourth one because we gotta roll. Black like, Jack City, Bobby, Boys in the Hood, Mississippi. Bobby, stop with you. It's all hood classics. Yeah, I'm just going. I'm going to say Menace. Okay, Menace. Okay, Fred. Fred, I see you turn around, but Fred, what you saying? Boys in the Hood. All right. Oh, okay. New Jack City. I'm not going to okay, New Jack City. Okay, New Jack City. I got to go New Jack City. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Yeah, I love and my, my brother's kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not my house. Pretty motherfucker. I'm going to go with, um... It was tough. Ooh, this tough. Because they all played a role in, like, the, like our, our era. Like, Wayne named his named his, his song. His, his the Carter. Song, the Carter comes from New Jack City. Um, Menace Society, straight up Menace. Um, yeah, Boys in the Hood. <laughs> so, Nino was a fucking snitch. Yeah. I'm going to get rid of... I'm going to get... You know what? I'm going to get rid of New Jack City. And the reason why is because, like, man, 
boys in the hood, even they don't know. They don't show. <laughs> they like, but the thing about it, hey, going to the Cuba Cuban But the big, but the I think I don't think New York, I don't think New Jack City ages good though, man. Huh? I don't think New Jack City ages. You don't good, think it, it transitions? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think it ages good, yeah. But you know what? The the ages that is significant to are still around. Nah, I feel you. It was in Martin. <laughs> it wasn't no Boys in the Hood episode of Martin. Yeah, it was a Martin though. Nah, it was. Here's my thing. Right. Ricky is an All American football player. Mm-hmm. He didn't swerve, juke, <laughs> nothing, <laughs> bro. <laughs> it was too so cliche, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I got it. Because we can't get you now. All-American football player, and oh, somebody got a no. sawed-off shotgun pointed at you. You ain't going. To... But his girl was the the, Bruh, the girl. I'm not talking fat. about his girl. I, she was fat too. I ain't worried. Oh, she yeah. was. Yeah. 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 Hold on, hear me out. Yeah. But bro, yeah. she yeah. he do no moves. You know, you know, you know what? You know when a buckshot comes out, you know when a buckshot is spread. Bro, I get that. What move would have done? He didn't attempt to get out of the way because if I'm shooting and the nigga moving, I'm moving the gun. I'm not just going to shoot straight just because the buckshot spread out. Of all, He's right. off. He was going to USC. From he the... ain't juke stick nothing. Really? Ricky Marcus gotta go. Did he run straight or did he juke? All right, so so listen, 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 So this one, hey, like you going to hell for talking about Ricky? So we got two more, two more questions. questions. Two more, and so it's on me, right? Yeah, on me. All right, so um. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna cut that out. Well, like we got two more questions. One gotta go. Yeah, I know this shit. One gotta one we gotta get rid of one. Reasonable doubt. It was written. Machiavelli is Dr. Hell is hot and get Richard not trying. One more time. Reasonable doubt. It was written. Machiavelli is Doc Hell is hot and get Richard not trying. Okay. So reasonable, reason about reason about had it. I know what girls like. Nah, nah, that was by the one. Alright, cool. Reason about was like, I absolutely, I absolutely hate, hate that, that song. Yeah. <laughs> that's going with Lil Kim, right? Yeah, I hate that shit. That's Uchiwali. That's definitely Uchiwali, though. That's Uchiwali. Yeah, it is. He so, knows what girls like. You never You're welcome. That. You yeah. never play that song. So, 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 so reasonable so doubt was. Um, and he had a question. I feel it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, uh, I like reasonable doubt. All right, so reasonable doubt. And I'm going to start. I'm going to start. So, you know, we were kind of young in the game when we listened to this music, but we all know it. So, but Bobby, you're a little older than us, so we're going to start with you. All right, what's up? He got Reasonable doubt, my hoes. It was written by Nas. Machiavelli by Pop. It's Dark and Hell is Hot by DMX. And Get Rich or Die Trying by 50. Yes, it did. Yes, it was in pocket. That was college. I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say the fifty joint. Okay, get rid of that pride. Because he's a fifty man. E. Yo, this is crazy. I hate to say this, but fuck, I got. I might have to do. It's written, yeah. 
Oh, okay. no, just cause, man, like, no, reasonable doubt still rocks to this day, dog. Like, some of them lyrics, that shit crazy, yeah. Like, it was written, had, it was written, was crazy. I know, it was. Get Richard Dot Trump, I'm looking at Father, get Richard Dot yeah, Trump. I can't, this is the thing, I can't put Get Richard Dot Trump, cause that shit, it, it holds a, a place in my heart, dog. Right. I never get, I went to Merlin's show for their homecoming. Right? I was, the, you was at that concert? I was at that joint, dog. I was there too. Nigga, uh, I played, we played that joint the entire yeah. time. The whole time we was at the homecoming. I think I had pop remorse from the uh, other thing. So, okay, I, cool. I, so I think that's why I got it. That was the mega call. That was the mega call. I didn't think about belly, but yeah. I think uh juggling between it was written and get rich or die trying uh i think i'll go with it was written okay cool cool what you think Come on, man. Come on, man. Do not let my man boo. Come on, man. That's my answer. Dmx got it, man. I knew you was gonna say oh, Dmx. Damn, Dmx. Max. That's that tough too, because that's when I first started driving. That's the first CD I played in my truck when I got my license. That's that was the best album. Jimmy but they gotta go. Reasonable dog gotta go. He's just not a case. He's bad at all. He doesn't go the whole way. Get that shit out of here. He's consistent though. He's done. Get that shit out of here. No, you made you made Freddy the bomb. Get rich or die trying was impactful in my college years. Check please. It's dark and hell is hot. Everybody was listening to that shit in '98. My freshman year in high school. That's how I know. That shit impactful. That made you just want to slap a nigga. Yeah, Michael Valley. We grieving over Pac Def and this nigga put out a motherfucker massive that's album. A classic too, yeah. Bomb first, Hail Mary, toss yeah. it up, to living down LA. Every single uh, track. Against all odds. Come Damn. on, bro. Yeah. This nigga has oh, some fight. He only had twelve tracks. He had twelve tracks. Platinum. Should have went triple. All right, so let me go. Let me go for it. Let me go for it. Let me go. You know what? Like, even though this shit was a culture change. I'm getting, I'm getting rid of Get Rich or Die Trying. I knew you were going to say that, too. And the thing about it was, I mean... You're a DMX fan, sorry. Yeah. So, DMX, like, like, DMX, that, DMX probably his first two albums were the best first two albums yeah, of any artist. Blood, my blood. Yeah. Of any artist to me forever. Any freshman song, but he had the best... Yeah, it's back to back at anybody. They started comparing him to Tupac. He was getting in the movies and everything. So that deal, that back to back. His dog is kind of how it was crazy. It started how it was. I loved it better than Machiavelli. I mean, Machiavelli, he came, he died, he came back. Like, that comes with me. Hell, Mary, nigga. And then all of them. And then even the commercial joint. Living, dying, now. Yeah, they had the Rock. Because yeah. he had the newest Jordans on him to live and die. Yeah, yeah. 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 came out the next year. How did he get them Jordans? <laughs> so that's what he said he's alive. And it was it was written. Um, it was powerful, man. That, that that album was powerful for me because like even just like Street Dreams. Uh, yeah, damn, Street Dreams. Yeah, Street Dreams was on that joint. Watch that's the niggas. Lauren Hill too. Yeah, Lauren Hill. Watch the niggas just be close to you. The gun, like he, I gave you that gave you power is probably to me one of the most. I made it like Amazing, that. I made it like, like that. Like, I mean, I gave you power. 
Alright, how you like me now? I go blow. It's that shit that moves crowd. Like that nigga that nigga rapped about being a gun like, and you can visualize yeah. it when he said it. And everybody else started writing about that shit. Yeah, like, you know, just just Nas and it was written so I and get rich out trying, don't get me wrong, like you can listen to that joint front to back. Yeah, you can. You can and another thing, and he said, and what I liked about Fifty at the time, Fifty scared me on the album. That nigga said, "Yeah, that nigga said I shoot you, he said I shoot you, sister, I was up and let you look for me." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but hold up, <laughs> 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 Fifty though, when he came out with Get Rich or Die Trying, we was all waiting for when we gonna hear this nigga die. Yeah, he wasn't beefing with other rappers; he was beefing with gangsters. Now he's still living, but like the thing about it was the reason why, like. It was a it was a culture change and it was like I, even though you listen from the back like even though I got rid of it but like Fifty Cent that album remember we was in that era of Ja Rule Fabulous they was talking about how yeah, they were yeah. spitting that that like R B R B rapping I really want to be with you like hey Kenny said the nigga was melodized my body my body but when 50 came out. I don't know, Fritz. I heard you want to catch a uh, Lloyd show one time. Also. What happened? What was that? You oh, said, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to bring that up. 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 Hold on, y'all. We got to get back on track. But he didn't tell you that Rick Ross was just before that, though. All right. He left that out. He left that part out. It was Rick Ross and Lloyd. Oh, God. No, I, I just want to hear what you Tonight he got dope. Tonight he can have his liquor. I know. The club. I know. But listen, <laughs> that's, cool. that's another story. But um, like I was saying, 50 changed the culture because everybody got back on their gangster shit. They did. They yeah, 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 that's right. Right. But it's just that. He didn't tell you that we had to wait in line and I walked in straight through the front door. Yeah. He didn't. Oh, I ain't nothing to do with that. The reason why I say 50 because that's what that's what DMX to me was. Yeah, true. Like that get it Yeah, everybody about. said they did uh, 50 DMX the game though. Mm-hmm. Who what? 50 gotta go. Okay, cool. 50 gotta go. <laughs> so moving on. My my only reason behind what I picked was is I remember where I was with all of, all, all of those came albums. out except for that one. Except for Jay. Jay. I didn't know where I was when Jay album came. He wasn't born yet, probably. <laughs> Young I, ain't gonna lie, I, I didn't know about Jay until Hard Rock Mike. Let me school you. Let me school you. No, I did school. Permission to school. You put me on. Yeah. Permission to school. Let me just run down reasonable doubt for you. Come on, man. Right, so I just want to run down it. No, just run down it. You picked it. You're the only one that picked it. Can't knock the hustle. Politics as usual. Brooklyn's finest. Dead presidents. Feeling it. The evils. 22 twos. Can I live? Ain't no nigga. Friend or foe. Boy, you cut that album. You crazy, bro. <laughs> I, so, oh, I, I got yeah, it might on. be mad but I might have to go back and rebuttal my shit. Yeah. What is going with it? I might cut reason with doubt, sir. Because I just had to say, this is what happened, though. At, now that I'm thinking about it, at the time reason with doubt came out, I ain't fuck with it. Yeah. We didn't know what it was. Yeah, do, you, do you fuck with it now? I fuck with it now, yeah. yeah. It's so it don't matter. That means no, it's a classic. Think, well, well, that defines a classic. No, no, it's it, 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 better with time. Friend, I gotta go. No, my baby mother just called me. I gotta pick my daughter up. My, I got, I got people on back. Come on, y'all. Let's come on, man. Let me man. just give one example before you go to the next question. Okay, go ahead. When Kendrick Lamar dropped his first album, everybody said that was an instant classic. You're tripping. Well, reasonable, good kid, reasonable man. Reasonable doubt came out. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know about that shit till I got to college. You were three. That shit came out when I was 13 years old. Bro, you were. I didn't listen to Reasonable Doubt till I was in college. I know about that shit. I know about it. I know about it, but I, I ain't really, I ain't really paying no attention. I'm having Reasonable Doubt. Like two years later, though. 
No, I keep when I, I open. I, I wasn't. I wasn't a Jay Z fan until Rough Riders. You don't have to be a Jay Z fan until Rough Riders. So good music. Was we was we was in that was it for me. You, we was when I heard that ball, I'm like, yeah. this nigga real. We but like, like on that, hold up. But on that, yeah, we going south too. Um, and we're gonna talk about one, and I'm gonna do that because we gotta move on. But we got we had a southern group joint that we're gonna talk about off the, off camera. the camera. But like that, that like on reason without like his, his some of them joints that he said, like them bars nah, they yeah, said. Yeah. He like I keep one eye open like CBS. Yeah, 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 you see yeah. me stress right? Can he, I live? Never, he like, never, 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 like, Sophomore English, I, I did my report on Can't Knock the Hustle, got an A on that shit. Damn. Yes. You wouldn't have graduated for West Virginia. <laughs> so, the drama, we were studying Raisin. That that play Raisin? Mm-hmm. Raisin in the Sun. Right? Raisin in the Sun. Okay, because I'm about to say, hold on. Get it right. I got you. Don't worry about it. No, I am Kobe. No, he's not. No, he's But I did a report on Pop, and I talked about all the shit that Pop did, and she was like, well, who? What this got to do with with drama? Oh, he was a lead role in Raising in the Sun. And got an A. Cool, good job, man. Cool. But like, but like, <laughs> okay. cut, cut, that cut that out. Cut that out. No, we gonna keep that in. Cut that out. No, we no, gonna you, keep it in. Keep it on. But, but um, like you said though, man. Um, good job, man. So how y'all like that, Joe? Like, you know what I mean? Good job. Before we go, uh-huh. I need those keys. <laughs> yeah. No. But listen. Oh. Um. Moving on to, like, we still kind of in a happy hour session because, like, man, this is good, though. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? We got one more. I know we had to move on with one more, and I want to get the last, last one. one. This, I'm only going to do two out of this one, though. We had a third person, but I'm only going to do two because I, I think the two will be better and be harder. So, one got to gotta get rid of one. Temptation movie or Five Hobbies? Oh, my, <laughs> my phone just died. Hold on. My phone just died. <laughs> That's what? easy for me though. My phone just died. I gotta go. That's easy for me. That's easy for you. Yeah, it's easy for me. Yeah. Go ahead, Easy. Nah, nah. I gotta get rid of Temptations, man. Five heartbeats, dog. Just on Eddie Kane alone, my nigga. Eddie Kane alone, nigga. You can't get it. Yeah, I, I, you ain't got it. I, I, I get rid of five heartbeats. I got Temptations. Man. Nice like this. Come on, Sash. I got temptations, man. This nigga said, without, without me, y'all a group in search of a day, bro. <laughs> and I refuse. I ain't gonna sing the rest of it. Sing it. Sing it. Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Ain't nobody come to see, see you. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. With that being said, I gotta cut the temptations. <laughs> Tomorrow, I'm gonna explain why. No, Cutting the temptations. Damn, I'm cutting the temptations. Damn, <laughs> listen, I'm gonna tell you why. And this, I'm gonna rebuttal first. Eddie Kane, I'm gonna rebuttal, rebuttal first. And it's not even about Eddie Kane, even though he was. You think you can hang with old Eddie Kane like that line? You know, Rick, like red. Think about it like this, like, this is the reason why I didn't cut the five hobbies. 
who wasn't even a real group. Yeah. Thank and you. everybody thought it was. No, no, no. Yeah. It was based off a of real group. It though. wasn't, it was though. A real group. No, no. What's that group name? No. Based, I think it was based on Harold Melvin Bruno. Yeah, 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 that, it yeah. Don't it was based the five, but the, the Temptations five. was real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bro. Five Hot Beats wasn't even a real group. I'm gonna tell you why I picked the Temptations. And now you have a group that, like, they have the Five Hot, like, it's a Five Hot Beats group. That's crazy. No, man. but I'm gonna tell you why. Like, the Temptations shit. really like foreshadowed what the fuck they went through. They named themselves Temptations. Them motherfuckers went through some temptations. <laughs> Paul killed himself. <laughs> Eddie Kane fucking was smoking and died. Eddie Kane. No, no, you talking about Eddie, 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 Eddie Kendrick. Yeah. Motherfucking. Otis thought he was a star. Ain't nobody come to see him. Nobody come to see. Ain't nobody come to see you. Blue was on the pills. He died of a heart attack. Like, like, come on, man. Like, My favorite oh, lineup. You ain't nothing. But I was David Ruffin. <laughs> David Ruffin on the drugs, and he died. Of, like, that's some serious temptation. Didn't he die in Philly? Yeah, in Philly, yeah. He beat Tammy, uh, Tammy, Tammy Ruffin in the ass, too. Yeah. 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 But, like, nah, but first, I know you said you had Joe Rebutter, and then we're going to come to you, Fred. So, nah, I don't really have enough for that. It was just, you know, the, the temptation is just, I don't know. Everybody is in awe about that movie, and it just wasn't it for me. Cool. Five Hot Beasts was just better than me. Fred? Well, first of all, <laughs> come on, Fred, hurry up, man. Yeah. Hold on, hey, you can't rush greatness. <laughs> you go. I'm puppy roughing. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, but nah, on some real shit. To Temptations as a as a group, I'll give it to them. But the movie, like you said, the, the Five Heartbeats wasn't even a real group. But when you look up the soundtrack, that's the your, artist says five heartbeats, five heartbeats. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like that's your bang. Though. It's just, it's just the five heartbeats as a movie. And then you remember, um, um, Townsend came out with a documentary after, like it was like, it was like two years ago, uh -huh. where it played one day, and it's explained all the behind the scenes stuff, everything that happened. And like the crazy thing about it, a lot of people don't know this, that was supposed to be a Wayans brother production. Wow. So like the five heartbeats was supposed to be the Wayans brothers. Wow, cause, yeah. Cause Sean, not Sean, um, Kenan Ivory Wayans was, was the co-producer with um, Robert Townsend. Mm -hmm. And then he got the call for Unleavened Color while they were filming wow. it. So he went Fun off fact. to do that. Fun and fact. then Robert Townsend was on his own with that. Slim, did y'all know Robert Townsend helped, uh, it was Hamlin, Kenan Ivory, they did Eddie Murphy Ross, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Well, it's a lot of stuff. A lot of people don't know. You know, I'll give y'all another fun fact, cause, and this is off topic, but I'll give y'all another fun fact that I read. Did you know that DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince Close was supposed to be Kid Play? Kid Play was supposed to be Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Kid Play said that. Kid Play said that on Drink Champs. They said that Kid Play was supposed to be DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. But what happened was. And Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff was supposed to be Kid Play. The production company had a lawsuit against them. So they was like, why the fuck am I going to do house party and y'all niggas suing me? So they went on and did their own thing. Damn. And then wow. Will, so Smith, Will Smith was going to be kid. Will Smith. Yeah. They were supposed to be kid. Will Smith and DJ Jazz. messed both of them. Yeah, what do you mean? They were supposed to be kid and play. I mean, you never know. That's like, Will Smith and Neo. Kid and play was like, kid and play went together. We got to get back on track. That was just a fun fact. They were going to have Martin. True. Yeah, 
was never Martin. Yeah, because yeah. it was you, playing yeah. was playing kid that went and got Martin. Right. Yeah. So like I said, but we we it's a fun fact. Oh uh, no, you know they, they all work. They all work. Yeah, they all work. Seriously, so that's a great. It's all work there too. But listen, hold up, man. Listen, y'all, we going off track. We can talk about some of this off camera. But that's a fun fact. Like if you didn't know that, man. And um, and um, so. Bobby, no, Bobby, you got a rebuttal for that before we uh, uh, eat any rebuttals? Kenny, rebuttal of Temptations? Because you said you want to talk about it. Because you're the only one to pick Temptations. Yeah, because I mean, I already said, because they really went to Temptations. Okay, cool. So, so now, but um, moving on, um, before we get into the questions, our first round, second round, and everything like that, I did have something on my mind, on my heart today. And I just want to ask you brothers about this. As y'all know, um, this is something that was on my heart. As y'all know, I work for Pocket Planet. Yes, um, I deal with uh, the youth and everything like that. And French, you know, you dealt with the youth in your past or whatnot. Um, so talking to kids, right? I was asking them about their grades. And I'm like, yo, what's your grades like? You know, what what's 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 your grades like? You know, and everything like that. And they was telling me the grades. Some had good, some had bad. So the ones that had, you know, some tough grades or whatnot, I was asking. I said, so why are your grades like that? You know, some of the answers I got was school was boring. You know, it doesn't do anything for me and everything like that. So one of the kids was like, man, school's boring. It doesn't do anything for me. Plus, excuse me, plus what they teach in this school, I'm not going to use in the real world anyway. Right? So I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I ain't going to use none of this stuff anyway, what I want to do. So, you know, we got into what he wanted to do or whatever. I think he, I think he wanted to rap, of course, a young kid. But another kid, he actually wanted to do something like with cars because he liked cars. But... I was asking, so when I started, when like after I, they left and I was thinking about it, I was like, well, damn. So the question I want to pose to you fellas right now, and this is still part of happy hour before we get into the main question, the, the main question we want to talk about, does, do you think, you do you believe that you need formal education in order to be successful? And um, and, and what I'm going to do is, I'm going to go to you, E, because I seen you said that was easy. So do you believe that you need formal, edu formal education is necessary in order to be successful? And when I talk about that, I know people may think like ages, I mean, kindergarten through 12th and then high school. And then, I mean, kindergarten through 12th and then college. Do you think you need those things like um, in order to be successful? Yeah, you need some kind of structure. But as far as like college and all that kind of stuff, you don't really need to be successful. Depending on what you want to do. So what's the definition of success then? I guess is what we got to ask too. But before we get to that, but what you say you don't need it. So why um, you don't need it? Um, you don't need it. Depends like I said. Depending on what you want to do. Like it's people that that they, they didn't go to college. They they went to straight trade school and mm -hmm. they good. They successful. They they doing what they got to do. They making money. They taking care of their family. And to them, they good. They don't. They might not have uh, eight. Seven, seven figures and nothing like that, but they doing enough to, but they, they successful, they good though. Right. And they didn't go to college or nothing like that. Um, and even some people that dropped out. My uncle, he dropped out. My uncle, he never, he never got his degree or nothing like that. But he went to trade school. Okay, and he so. made a way for himself. So, I mean, you don't need it, but it's good to have. Okay. Bob. I mean, I, I think everybody needs to have knowledge, and I think the knowledge comes mm. in different formats. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a person, you know, I, I have four degrees. I have two undergraduate, two graduate degrees. Man, that's good, And man. a big part of that was... Man, hold up. Before we start, I mean, cheers. And that, man, hold up, cheers. I'm about to say, I'm talking shit, I got two of them. But <laughs> <laughs> I got my own ass one degree. Damn, you know, I, got, you know, I got my masters, too. 
Because I ain't about to say, but yeah. Hold up, but cheers to that, man, because that's powerful, Bobby, to have four degrees as a black man. You know, just to, that gives us something to strive for, something to look forward to. But go ahead, Bobby. I'm sorry to cut you off. And I'm with HBCU, so just to run it down. I got a, uh, a bachelor's uh, in civil engineering from Savannah State. Uh, I originally went to A&T, um, and I didn't finish, ended up transferring to other schools. I got a bachelor's and master's in chemical engineering from Howard, and then I did go to a PWI. Uh, I went to the University of Alabama, Birmingham, but I got a double MBA in finance and operations management. Double MBA? Yeah, so, uh, and I got a lot of cert- certifications, and I got oh. some graduate certificates as well, but it's... It's the, the the thing, and, and, and I'm going to offer this to you for any of them, them, them kids that you talk to. A lot of times it's just exposure to mm-hmm. what you can do with the education, with the okay. knowledge. That's really where the, wh- I think, where the, the disconnect is. Okay. And um, I haven't done it in a while, but I used to, like, always take a, a, a you know, a handful of youngins under my, um, you know, under my wing. I would bring them to work with me. I would even, you know, spend a day, spend a week. We got a spring break about to come up with. So if you know some kids that just want to, like, shadow me for a week and understand, like, you know, I've been probably making six figures since I'm 43, about to be 44 this year. I've been making six figures since I was 25. Damn. Um, You know, and above. And, like, it's, you know... I come from humble beginnings, so, you know, my, my dad, when he retired, the highest amount of money he made was, like, 60. Like, he just broke 60 when he retired, so that was, like, big money for him. So, um, and, you know, he, my dad worked, obviously, all his life. He didn't go to college. You know, I was the first person in my family to ever go, but sometimes it's just exposure to what you can do with it, and I think for a lot of the kids, I understand that, like, you know, you, you could be just as cool, like, you know, I got J's on, Nike down, you know, mm-hmm. we were joking about that earlier, right. but... Um, I'm not what they probably think you are if you go to school or you be, you know, okay. uh, you know, you take it seriously and you get that knowledge. And that, um, I feel you on that too. It's, 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 how, it's how you apply it because, yeah. you know, my daughter, she's nine and um, and, I, and I enjoy with this because I, I bring my daughter to work with me a lot. And what she'll tell you is that, you know, my daddy's a boss. She don't know what I, she knows I'm an engineer and she knows I do engineering, but she's like, my daddy's a boss. She's like... Because I, I work for a large, multi-billion dollar mm-hmm. company, and I'm in there, and I bring her into, like, major meetings and shit with me. And my daughter's just there with me, and she like, no matter who's in that meeting, white people, black people, executives, whatever like that, they listen to what your dad say, and they go and buy what your dad say. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's getting more kids, you know, exposed to that type of shit, I think is really what they need to do it. Because then, so, then, then it gives them options <laughs> out of what they see on social media, me either hooping or being uh, a rap star. And, you know, and, and it's okay. If that's what your talent is, it's okay to do that. But, like, you can be cool as shit, too. You can be swagged out. Got you. And, yeah, and, and do a different vibe. And I think that's just, unfortunately, I think a lot of youth don't, they don't get to so, see it. So you do believe in the formal education system, or do you think that? I think it's about getting knowledge and, and getting it in the format that you're going to absorb it. Everybody don't right. learn the same way. Because so, I'm sorry, Kajal, but the tricky thing about that, like, I was horrible in high school, dog. Because mm-hmm. I, I was bored. I didn't want to learn none of it. Mm-hmm. So what happened once I got my, uh, when I wanted to learn stuff on my own, I did, I excelled when I got my master's. I excelled in college because I wanted to do it. Gotcha. In high school, I didn't want to do none of it because it was like, it, it, I didn't. I did enough to play basketball, to be honest. <laughs> so for you, do you think formal education is necessary to be successful? Uh, um, absolutely. Um, for a lot of the reasons why they just said. Um, so, for one, like formal education doesn't have to be 
high school, college. Like I said, it could be high school, trade, trade, whatever your lane is, I feel it's necessary for a lot of different reasons. And the crazy thing is I never knew that about him. But when we worked at Nike, he was the first person that I gravitated to because, and I really feel like now it's because of how he he lived his life. He knew how to relate to people in order to try and pull them in the direction that he went with his life. And and the reason why I feel like it's necessary because when you're dealing with corporate America, the education is necessary because that's how they look at you. They want to look at you not because they, they don't, the degree itself doesn't matter, but the fact that you can Average show that you can complete a task. Right. Because, okay, everybody can go to college and not finish. Mm -hmm. But if you can go to college, go through all the trials and tribulations and the, the pressures and the, 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 the issues that you deal with socially because going from high school to college to like living under your parents, living on your own, if you can finish that and complete that, you're showing them that you can handle just about any task. This man got four degrees. Like I get it. Like I like it's it's like when I tell you it it it, it reaches through your pores. Like I swear to God, like I'm not even making this up for the for the camera, bro. When we first started working at Nike. Everybody else, oh, this is your manager here, this is your manager here, this is who you talk to here. They didn't tell me nothing about this man. But when I looked at him and how he carried himself, I'm like, okay, I want to be seen the way he's seen. He's seen. Yeah, you can tell. You, so can, you, you can see it. Yeah. Hey. So you saying that you definitely need formal education, especially with COVID. Absolutely. Because you want people to see you right. the way, you know, they want you want them to see you at your best. Okay. And you don't learn certain things until you've accomplished certain tasks. Frenchie? Um, before I answer the question, I wanted to say that um, the young men that you had this conversation with, I feel like they just, they are uh, repeating bad modeling that they've seen. Mm -hmm. um, they heard that script and they ran with it because it mm -hmm. allows them to be lazy. Gotcha. Um, I do feel like the curriculum in school is dumb as shit. Okay. Um, yes. I want to dispute every history grade I ever had because they told me all lies. Uh -huh. um, but it should it should make more sense and it should be restructured. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like if we taught more uh, financial literacy school, yes. on every level, it will put everyone in a better situation. Absolutely. Um, I feel like um, college was a great experience for me. And I wouldn't trade it for the world because I made great friends that I would uh, never give up. But um, I would have gone the trade school route. Gosh, I would cool. absolutely gone the trade school so route. Saying, so do you believe in formal education or you like you're rather just... I believe that the fundamentals of education should be acquired. It doesn't necessarily have to be formal. Gotcha. Okay. I think um, formal education hasn't... Uh, honestly been created yet as far as the curriculum for um, young folks. Um, I, I say that because I, I know people, adults now that um, work jobs when they were in high school and they got tax problems to this day because they didn't know how to fill out W-4 form. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's 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 like they select and teach you things that they want you to learn uh, more so than anything. But what I would say to those kids, because I was once those kids that said, um, I hated English growing up, and I always told my, I was like, man, why I gotta learn all this like a subject predicate verb and all this stuff? My mom is a paralegal, yeah. my father is an IT person, and all this stuff, and 
come to find out, when I got to college, I graduated with an English degree. Crazy. With a minor in telecommunication. Yeah. So, I, you know, so. I studied Beowulf in my senior year in, 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 in college, I mean, in high school. And we started reading Beowulf, like, in my freshman year. Like, I'm like, damn. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, you got to get exposure to, because you don't know what your mindset's going to be like at uh, 17 than when you're 13, 14 years old. Right. So you got to get exposure to everything. All right. So for me, I don't know. Um, I don't know a form of education. I mean, I get it, like. Um, when it comes to the elementary school and everything like the teachings of that elementary school, they give you a broad um, view of education because what it does, it allows you to find out what you like. So what you would probably want to pursue as a career as you get older. So they give you the broad, the broad or the base model of education. But as you get older, like 14, 15, 16, you know, in those age brackets, I think that you should be able to see if you would learn a trade. Like, you know, when we was in school, he home ec and job development. You yeah. know what I mean? But, like, I know, like, there's some other schools, they may have automotive and mechanical, you know, borrowing yeah, things it, like it, that. In high school, I would have loved the finance class. Right? Yeah, like, finance. That's, that's why I got my, that's why I was intrigued. But, you know what I mean? So, I don't, but then on the, on the flip <laughs> side, I don't know if you need formal education to be successful in IT. I don't know if you need formal education to be successful as an auto mechanic. I don't know if you need formal education to be, like, like, and I mean like this, and I know I don't want to just ramble on, but just the pie. Nobody uses it. Like, do you use the pie like form anymore? Like, you know what I mean? Before, do you yeah, use three, X, three plus, yes, X plus Y <laughs> equals Z? Like, we don't, you know what I mean? So what what was that for us? The now? Pythagorean theorem. Yeah, but back yeah, the Pythagorean <laughs> theorem and everything like that. So I do think we need to teach. But, yeah, but I do think without our, um the generation and, and Bobby, you a little older than us, but I do think that we did get the... the Why you keep pointing that out and shit? <laughs> nah, because... I'm going to say it for you, Bobby. Why you keep pointing it out? because I know you're a little older than us, and like, I like his knowledge and what he said. Like, that mm -hmm. resonated with me. But from my from my era, I, I I always think that we have the best era because we was right on the cusp of the the technology and that booming. And Bobby got the Bobby is in that, so he he understands it. But we was on that cusp, but we still had some of the old school stuff. Like when I was in fifth grade, they taught us how to write a check. You know what I mean? Like they taught us how to write a check. They taught us how to write in cursive. They taught us cursive and things like that that these kids would never know. Right. You know what I mean? And People after us would never know. So, like, that was the beautiful thing about that. But that, to me, that wasn't formal education. That was everyday stuff that you needed in order to be successful in life or whatever your definition of success is. But, you know what I mean? Like, to be an entrepreneur, do you really need to go to college to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, it's, it, I think it's, it's, it's knowledge. It's, 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 it's education and knowledge. But it's, it's at the point where you develop skill sets that can be transferred to no matter what you're trying to do. Like... Right. Like, I'm classically trained as an engineer, but early in my career, and I became a licensed professional engineer, like, I built buildings and structures mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like, right now, like, I do IT systems. Like, I didn't go to school a fucking day mm -hmm. for IT systems. <laughs> and, but, but I've been, like said, you know, I've, you know, recently, you know, won awards and built, you know, one of the most complex, you know, cloud uh, platforms and applications, you know, and built with an Oracle product. Mm -hmm. And... 
like I said, it's just you learn skills and you're able to transfer yeah, them to whatever yeah. the problem is. I, I think I think I think yeah. me going to school becoming an engineer, the Latin word for engineering is problem solving. Right. And so I learned skills on how to the solve problem problems. Solving, yeah. And I've just been able to just really just leverage that process to whatever gotcha. job or task and, that I've been able to do. And that's funny you said that my my experience, like I I I got into procurement off the whim. Right. I don't I didn't go into it like thinking about procurement. I just got it. It was a job. I just took a job as a procurement tech right. one time. Like, oh, whatever. I ain't got nothing to do. I need a job. I'm going to take this joint. And I just stuck in the field. Gotcha. And that's why I was able to elevate where I'm at now. So, but yeah. so we got to move on. But to me, like, I think that, you know, when it comes to the last thing I'm going to say about it is, you know, like, when, even when you get hired, they teach you what they want you to learn about the job anyway. So, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So, I mean, I don't know if the formal education, I think, like I said, what he said, college. College made me sociable to be able to be in any environment. That's what it did for me. You know what I mean? Even yeah. though I was already sociable. But you know, the funny thing is weird about it, too. You be like, you, they talk about what school you go to and all that stuff. And you end up working with dudes. You could, you could attest to this. You end up working with dudes that went to Georgetown and went to all these yeah. other schools. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we got to move on, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a procurement in the private sector. So, like, we we implement enterprise cloud-based grant management systems into nonprofit organizations oh, across the country. Right. So it's like we go through the whole procurement process and everything like that. So like to kids that say they don't need to, like I never knew that I would be writing proposals. But that, so maybe you need to form. Eventually it comes together at some point. You need to learn how to learn. Yeah, that right there. That's perfect. So moving on, Bobby, we're going to let you pick the first question. So... Uh, we had to move on, so I'm gonna let you pick the first question. So you just take one of the questions. You give it to Kenny. Kenny, you can read the question. You pick one of them. There's one over here. Yeah, there's one. I'm, 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 um, it's kind of what? That's a big piece of paper. It's kind of what, Kenny? James. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm being childish. It's kind of what? Nah. <laughs> What's the best of <laughs> doing it for the culture? It's kind of what? Big. Yikes. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. Or is you finished? <laughs> <laughs> if you What's the best advice you would give to a younger you? Mm. Following that, what advice would you give to a young brother coming up in the, in this world today? Who you want to start with? Can you say it one more time? Yeah. Yes, please. What's the best advice you would give to a younger you? What advice would you give to a young brother coming up in this world today? Oh, Kenny, who you want to start with? Um, the best advice, man, I would give to dudes, man, or my younger son, it's okay to be you. Okay. Um, not being me, put me in some in some predicament, situ- you know, some crazy situations, because you know, you sometimes you get caught with just running through the crowd, or actually just trying to do something uh, that you trying to figure it out your on your own, and going about. Going about things the the way you shouldn't go about. Like I I told the story before, but it was at one point like I was in college and, and I had the bright idea to hang out was well, messing with my friend. He had the idea to sell water, and we took water from North Carolina all the way down to D.C. to clean it, and we went cross state lines tripping. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Tripping, I'm like, and it was like it was almost like a, almost like a gallon. I'm like, if you get caught that drink, to, yeah, I probably would st- I would, I would got, I probably would just got out of jail now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now I was just doing something because you know I'm trying to get money. I'm trying right. like my, my parents can't give me everything. I'm already in college. Right. I'm trying to get extra money or whatever. Yeah. 
And but yeah, nah, just nah, it's okay to be you, man. You don't gotta be with everybody think you should be or whatever. Just be you and it's okay, man. Okay, so that's the younger you. What would you tell the young brother? Uh young brother, same thing, man. Like, dude, it's it's okay, man. You don't have to go that route or whatever. Um and man, look, square is winning in the day. <laughs> it's okay to be a square. What about you? I would tell the younger me to to look out for me more, man. Like, okay. um, when I was like my whole mm-hmm. life I've always been the one that always mm-hmm. looking out for the, the the betterment of other people. Cause I'm like, if the people around me are good, then I'm gonna be good knowing that I played a role in making sure that they're you know, the spirits always yeah. uplifted. But like the one thing that stuck with me from the first time I heard it, even to this day, like when you're on an airplane, they tell you when them air masks come down, you put your mask on first Fresh before up. you help the next person. Otherwise, you might put yourself in a position where nobody can be helped because somebody has to be centered and grounded before you can help the next person. And I can sit here and attest today that I literally spent a lot of my life caring about other people more than I care for myself. And now that I'm 37 and looking back on how much time I've wasted, I'm like, oh, okay, I don't want to say wasted because I learned a lot of lessons from that. But me, myself, could be in a better place today in a better position to help people if I would have looked up for myself a lot earlier. And I would tell the youngest today, and the same thing I tell my little brother, I'm like, look, you need to develop who you are as a person sooner than later. Like my little brother's 14 years old right now. And he has no identity. I'm like, the sooner you develop your own identity, the sooner that people can start to look at you for who you are and how who you are can help them become who they want to be. So that's kind of like putting your mask on first before you help somebody else. So like, that's definitely some advice I would give to you. French. Mm. Um, I, was, I was sitting here and I was just thinking like how would I answer that question and um, I, what I would tell a younger version of me, um, I think I would say um, I don't. I don't know what I was told. A younger version of me. I don't know. That's I think fine. that I. I think that I've. Um, I live with no regrets. So I think I'm fine there. What I would tell a younger person, I would. I would. I would see where they are first. Okay. Um, because you can't give everybody the same advice. Okay. So I. Um, I like to cater the knowledge I give to a person based off of what their need is. So, you know, depending on the individual, I would just try to be personal with them and and find out exactly where they are and see where they need the most help and just allow them to understand that they're not alone in whatever situation that they're going through. Um, And just provide some type of comfort, like a, you know, a safety, a safe place to express yourself. So I wouldn't necessarily say something. I would let them know that they have an open platform to speak with me as they needed to. Right. And I would respond to them based off of whatever they gave me. Gotcha. Uh, Bobby. Um, younger self, what the lesson or, or the advice I would give probably would have to be about forgiveness. You know, I, um, I think a lot of what happened to me in my youth ended up dictating 
and, and providing, I think, the catalyst or the fuel or motivation to kind of do a lot of the things I did to include, um, you know, getting four degrees. Even before that, you know, I, after I finished my freshman year, I went to prison for nine months. So right. that almost got derailed. Um, and at one point, you know, I wanted to blame a whole bunch of people and other folks about, you know, why I was in some of the situations that I was in in my life. And what I can say is that, you know, as I've grown, you know, whether it was my parents, other folks, you know, uh, kind of talking about education, you know, and, and sort of knowledge and what people think, you know, folks did the best that they could. You know, a lot of people were undereducated about mm -hmm. a whole lot yeah, of things. Right. And, you know, when, when shit didn't go the way that I thought it would or what or the way people promised me it would, um, you know, I I felt some kind of way about it. And it's okay to feel some kind of way about it, but I think, you know, it's not okay to kind of harbor that, that resentment and not forgive people because at the end of the day, that's bondage. That's that's slavery. And, mm -hmm. and, and you're self-enslaving yourself, you know, if you don't let that go and release it. You're, not, you're never going to reach your full potential. And so um, I'm glad and lucky that I got to some points in my life where I was able to release that and, um, you know, forgive people. Um, and then I think that just opened up doors for me to reach some of the potential, you know, that was that was set out for me. And I think similarly, that's what I would give, you know, some of these youth. Because okay. a lot of youth similarly are hurting in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And that's that's really what it is. It was some sort of disappointment or something and then it kind of leads you know you know individuals to go down a path that might not be the best optimal thing for them but you know you got to think you know relative to how you were raised the situation sometimes it's circumstantial sometimes it's not just that somebody kind of really wanted to do you wrong or, or do something mm -hmm. bad sometimes some people just don't know Gotcha. Um, and I, I think the more people kind of get to that point where they're able to kind of release that and then kind of receive whatever's for them, I think, you know, that that's that's the path of healing. Yeah. Um, what I would tell a person, a younger me at 14, 15, and even a kid at 14, 15, is um, not to be afraid to, um, don't don't think that praying is, is useless mm. when, when going through struggle, like, you don't think there's no turnaround for positive, you know what I'm saying? Like where you want to be, and then don't be afraid to be uncomfortable to progress. Um, you know, I know those are the two advice I would give. Like I was, I was afraid when I graduated high school. You know, I could have went to um, Clark Atlanta, and um, I chose to go to Merlin just to be close to home. But I felt as though me being Merlin comfortable. Merlin with who, show. Yeah. Me being comfortable as I am, um, uh, right now as a grown man, I, I just wish I had that that comfortability when I was young to to go away from home and um, mm. but also like um, being more God fearing, spiritual. Um, it's definitely a necessity um, when trying to progress in life. So I, I would definitely push those two points on, on a younger version of me and a younger person. Okay, cool. Cool, that's what's up. Um, I guess the question is... Second call. No, hold up. Before we get to that, I didn't think my... What is the advice that you would give a younger you and what advice would you give a young brother coming up in this world? My advice would be be, um, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is because in order for you to grow, 
you have to be uncomfortable to me. I think that's the only way you can grow. Right. You know what I'm saying? Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Though? Without, like, without struggle, that. without struggle, there's no progress. Right. Yeah. So my thing is this: like, if you stay in your lane or you you ride that wave or whatever wave you are, if you in your space that you are, you're never going to try anything else new. You're never going to do that. So that's one thing I would say: being comfortable, being uncomfortable, and then finances, man. Just be smart with your money. Mm. Being smart with your money. It comes, um, it comes from uh, some people got to learn. Yeah, That's but if you can be smart with your money early on in life, man, yeah. like that that saying really resonates now with all of us. If I knew then what I knew now, mm-hmm. you know, so I cherish, and that's why I say, like, when I come back to you, um, Bobby, and I, I mean, Bobby, when I say that the OG or you older than us, man, I cherish y'all wisdom because you've been here longer than I am. You've seen things fa- before I have. So the wisdom that you can give me or the knowledge you can give me so I don't have to go down that, like Hove said, Hove did that. So hopefully you wouldn't have to go through that. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but I'm just saying, no, so say that. that's what, you're a hater. But like I said, that's what I would say to them, being comfortable, being comfortable, being uncomfortable, um, because that helps you grow. Uh, finances, you know, do something positive with your money. Like, I know the days that we was in the club buying bottles. This, bo- this bottle, that bottle, that Basil Hayden cost $30, $40 here, and it cost right? $200, $500, $200 yeah. in the club. <laughs> and I'm bl- but I'm blowing it because I want to look like something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then, um, and then I'm gonna come and get the joint she spent all the money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, 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 pretty much. So, uh, at your table. At your table. And we create our so, own VIP. So what session. I would and what I would tell to a younger me, um, watch how you portray yourself on social media, mm. on social networks. And the reason why I say that is because mm. they are using that against you. Mm-hmm. They yeah. using that against you. Absolutely. You know what I mean. So I would, that's one thing I would tell them. You know what I mean. Just watch how you portray yourself on social media, man. And um, and then um, that'll be different. I heard one of the realest quotes from a young lady when because at at work we do uh, the cotillion, and you know if everybody know what the cotillion is, it's pretty much an etiquette and just doing that and just learning how to be, you know, learning techniques and topics. I mean, learning. Learn how to be dainty, I guess, in a sense, for lack of a better term. It's horrible. Yeah, but learn how to be dainty. Gotcha. But, but for lack of a better term, or just learn how to be, you know, you know, stand-up citizens. Let me say it that way or whatever. You know what I mean? Teaching you things to be a stand-up person in this world or a great citizen, whatever have you. But she said one of the, one of the strongest quotes that I've ever heard or one of the greatest quotes. Uh, be yourself because everybody else is taking. Dang. Yeah, oh, that's a bar. Yeah. So <laughs> too many. You know what I mean? Like a fabulous bar. Yeah, but she said it, and when she said it to me, it resonated with me. And I was that, that was like at twenty nine. She's saying this, and she fourteen. She like be yourself because everybody else is taking. Wow. Be yourself, mm. man. Like you said, everybody said be yourself. You know what I mean? Be yourself because like nobody can do you better than you can do yourself. Right. right. So that's my biggest thing. Be yourself, man. Just always be yourself. Don't be scared. If you like art and your homeboys think it's crazy to like man. art or go to art museums, do it, man. That's you know what I'm saying? It's cultural. You know what I mean? Be who you are, man. Learn. You know what I mean? That's Stepping out of your box and, and being who you are allows you to be comfortable with who you are and able to step out and do things. It's funny you say that because I think that's what allowed me to do what I do now. Like I'm not scared to lose or fail yeah. anymore, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm scared not to try. No, no, no. Yeah. Like, you... 
some people aren't scared to win, but they're scared to lose. Yeah, yeah. that's what it you is. You can't. You gotta be both. You can't don't, be scared to win. And you can't be scared to lose. You gotta be scared. Don't be afraid to be Carlton. Don't be dope boy. Be Carlton. But moving on, man. Um, moving on. Um, hey, that's funny. Fred, you got the next question, brother. You got the next question. She's gonna reach past me. Yeah, bro, you don't get a question. Can you want to read the question? Want to do the honors? All y'all niggas went to copping together. Yeah, well, he, he went to Easter Shore. He went to Easter Shore. <laughs> yeah, we went exactly. to copping. I can't do Baltimore. He made the bad. He made the bad decision. I'm not doing Baltimore. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Well, you should have. You he was out there with, with, for lack of a better term. He was out there with the Yankees. All them niggas dressed like do rag, fitted hat, super baggy jeans, and Tim's. Nobody's told you what he's doing. Bad ass niggas, man. Alright. I like my compliment. Cut that out. Because I'm West Side Boy. No, we can keep it out. that all. Well, <laughs> they know they. Come on, man. Read the question, man. I stay on task, man. They know they bad with shit. What characteristics define. Okay. What characteristics defines a great man in your eyes? Would you allow your daughter. Hold up, hold up, hold oh, okay. up. Let's, let's, let's get to the first question first. Let's hold on to that it's one. Two part. So, it's a two part question. So, what characteristics define a great man in your eyes? You know, think about you, yourself. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like, and just give me three, because you know what I mean. We, I you know you, you can take a there's a follow-up question to that because one, two, three, four. Oh. It's four of us at this bar that can relate to the second question. So, uh, well, it's on me. Oh well, you mean you started? You about to talk to boy? Um, transparency. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that I um, I own. I own being transparent. I own the fact that everything is not to the good. I do have trials. I bounce back from those trials. I celebrate the small victories. Um, And I don't mind saying that I have issues or concerns about things that happen in everyday life. Um, I think that allows me to, to not model for others but be a witness or give a testimony because mm-hmm. a lot of people deal with a lot of things um and they're scared to say them or talk about them and i think um i think my calling has been to guide or lead and set an example okay. and i and i do that through transparency cool so we're gonna stick with one so that was dope french that was dope uh e I know I'm jumping across the table, but you know, I don't want to go into the circle, so E. Um, damn, I forgot the question already. Oh, so, um, what's the character, what's character, what character defines a great man in your eyes? And just give us oh, one. Can't, oh, uh, just give us one. Man. Just give um, us one. Um, to me personally, a man is not afraid to, um, nah, not afraid to be emotional about stuff, man. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Hey, because, uh, like I said, I grew up a lot, a lot of my times, I grew up not. Not holding a lot of emotions in, not caring about a lot of stuff, and I thought I didn't have to care about them. And nah, man, like, like it be it it'll be situations in men lie, like it be some like messed up situations. Mm-hmm. Like, duh, we will act like the shit don't bother us. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, nigga, your fucking cousin just died, nigga. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you can cry. You can be cry, you can be messed up about it, bro. It's all right. Yeah, you don't gotta be strong or nah. You can be weak, but because it's, it's, it's all right. It, yeah, nah, that's because people understand like that's actually natural. It's not natural to hold everything in. That's when you. That's the when release. You, yeah, the release. Yeah, because it's not natural. 
Oh, because then when you do that kind of stuff, you just hold everything. That's when you get to the drugs. You get to this. You Something to, to cope with. Yeah, you to cope with it. Now you're looking at different women. You try to you, you get it from women. You get it from me or whatever. But nah, it's okay to be get get emotional, man. Let it let, let it out, bro. What you uh, what do you say, Bobby? I got three. I'm not gonna elaborate on them, but I would uh -huh. say integrity, consistency, and compassion. Okay. okay. I think you know. Gotcha. I think if if if, if Ben can kind of. You know, incorporate those three. I think they'll be all right. Fred. Um, um, my answer is security. Okay. Um, as a man, when you're dealing with like, um, you know, family, mm -hmm. kids, whatever, you you're looked to as the line of defense. So no matter what it is that's going on in life, everybody looks to you for the answers. And that's a security as far as physical security, mental security, all just every emotional security, emotional security every level of security. And just, just speaking of what that man just said right there, man, like that that right there is deep in its own right because a lot of people look at it as showing emotion as a sense of weakness. Mm -hmm. Showing emotion in front of people is actually a sense like a showing of strength. Because like in your mind, you're already thinking, look. I gotta be a rock. I can't show no weakness. No, no, no. It's like and and like and I've cried in front of y'all. Yes, yes, yes. Like if I'm hurt, I'm hurt. I need y'all to see that and feel like, look, this ain't this is coming from a real place. That's how much I care about this. Exactly, right and like here. that's why I look at it as a sense of strength because when people look at you, like, look, this gotta be real because this man is is being completely vulnerable. But then I know who that person really is because that's the same person. That no matter what happens, they always got my back. They always the first person I can call. They always the first person I can trust. And that, and, and that when you when you when you show yourself being vulnerable, it brings that level of trust in where people can look at you like you know what I trust that man because he showed me who he really is. That'll also show you who you can't trust. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> if I can jump in on what Fred said, you know, I, I kind of elaborate with y'all a little bit, you know, about kind of what happened with me last week. And just just a quick synopsis, you know, they called me in with three lawyers. Two of them were black women and one were a white male. Mm. One black mm. lady was with the company. She's an HR. She's a lawyer. The white man was with the company. Uh, he was a general counsel's office. The other black woman was external counsel that they hired to do the investigation. When he told me that, they said, Bobby, we done an investigation, bottom line up front. We found that uh, what happened, they tried to put you on a performance improvement plan and the harassment and them um, not promoting you and giving um, that executive level job to someone else, it was all retaliation for you doing the right thing. When she said that, I cried. I, I, I literally lost it in there. And I, I'm sitting here, I'm not with my lawyer or anything, it's just me, a black man in this situation, sitting across the table from three lawyers all with the company. And the first thing they said was, are you okay? And you know what I said? I said, no, I'm not oh, okay. Wow. And so they all kind of looked at me. And I was like, and, and I told them, I said, you know what? I said, I came into this meeting because this has been a, an investigation been going on for over a year. And 
y'all did me a meeting invite for 30 minutes. So so what the fuck am I supposed to think is supposed to happen in 30 minutes? Like, <laughs> you went through a lot <laughs> of emotions <laughs> right. in that span of time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, so I'm like, 30 minutes, y'all like, y'all about to walk me the fuck about this yeah. company. So I, I got, you know, and I told him, I said, so I said, you know, like I told him, I said, you know, generally this type of stuff don't, you know, bode oh, well for us. people of color. I said, so I said, I expected to be walked out today. I said, I did not expect you to say that you heard me, you heard what I said, and I said, and I, and I told, excuse me, if um, you know, I take a moment, you know, and I'm just releasing all this. I said, I've been carrying this shit on. I said, it's affected me, it's affected my family, mm-hmm. all this, you know, all this shit for the week or so. Interesting enough, it was two black women in there, and it was a white guy, and the white guy was actually the first person to actually dig in his pocket to give me a tissue and offer it to me. And he was also the first person that said, you know what, on behalf of the parent company and the company that you work for, I want to apologize. Wow. For what happened. He said it should not have happened, you know, to you. Um, but it goes to that point, like, you know, I could have been, I could I could, I could, have sat up there and been like, you know, yeah, yeah, I, I knew I was fucking right the whole time or, you know, whatever right. like that. But like I said, I think I, it was just a moment of emotion, a moment of honesty, and I just, you know, it just let the... Um, you know, the yeah, emotions, was, yeah, was, I had to release it. Let the emotions play over there. Yeah, the process, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, but you went through a, a, a uh, wide uh, range uh, of emotions you in a span of time. You was on a roller coaster ride, yeah. yeah. But and don't mean to cut you off because I know we, you know, we're trying to stay on topic a little bit. But that was deep, uh, Bobby Man. And um, but I don't mean to cut you off because we do got to continue the, the show, but. Man, I definitely like, yeah, like to talk to like you like the, like the cry like that in front of some motherfuckers. Yeah, that's it. And I'm not that dude to do some right, shit right, like that. Right, I definitely right, want to talk yeah, to you about it more off the uh, camera, but off the show, um, after the show. But um, go ahead, Kenny, because I know we got to kind of stay on this ass. Um, um, I, I would say, like, I mean, I feel what all y'all were saying. Like, one of the things I'm guilty of is is not showing my emotions when I'm when I'm really hurting inside. Like, um, don't be able to, you know, not to uh, be afraid, not, for one, not to be God-fearing and not to um, be emotional on the outside. Like, you know, my grandmother passed, um, all y'all was Paul Bears at my grandma's funeral. And um, I, I, I didn't mourn. <laughs> I ain't mourn when I was up here in Merlin because I wanted to be stronger up here in front of you guys. I didn't want to break down and cry in front of my friends, but y'all my brothers. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't until, like, my favorite uh, gospel song is um, Jesus is Love by the Commodores. Um, Lionel Richie and them. When they sung that. Oh, maybe it's Lionel Richie. I don't know. One of them. Lionel Richie was solo or, yeah, or something song. like that. And it wasn't until when they dropped my grandmom in, that, in the hmm. grave and shit. And they played that joint and I just lost it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, don't, like... Don't be afraid to be God-fearing, praying all the time. Push that. That's one thing I feel. I think I could be more... If I go to church, my family go to church. So um, I got to be more... Set that example. Spiritual and set that example for my for my family to go to church. If I, if I don't get up to go to church, my wife ain't going to get up to go to church. Sure. My kids ain't going to get up to go to church. So I got I to gotta be better at that. And then that's what I'll get up So for me, I think it's what everybody touched on. And I know I'm going last, so everything y'all said resonates with me very, very much so. Um... But you know, being transparent, definitely, man. Being transparent, cause man, my uncle told me that. One of my uncles told me to be transparent, man. Just talking about his situation when he almost lost his wife, and he was just like, "No, I wanted her." Instead of saying, "I'm alright, I'm gonna be good, I'm mm-hmm. cool," you know what I mean? That's one. 
Um, being a stand-up guy, you know what I mean? When in the face of when you can say like what you did, Bobby, that stand-up, being a gentleman, knowing that all the odds was against you. Right. You know what I mean? Being stand-up and doing the right thing when it's easy to do the wrong thing. We all know that. But to stand up and do the right thing, to stand you, you out. Effort, man. Yeah, yeah, that's man. a lot, man. And the vulnerability, I think those are the three. And the reason why I say vulnerability, man, because, and like, as y'all know, man, you know, for me, I met my dad. Like I said, I've talked about it. And I've talked about it on the show. Um, I met my dad at 34. And, um, you know, the only, and, you know, seeing him, you know, I told myself, well, I don't need my dad. You know, it's been this long and everything like that. So, you know, like he said about the, the song. So my favorite gospel song now is um, Worth. And um, she thought it worth, I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. And when that song came on, you know what I mean? Me and my dad cried. And he and he grabbed me because I, I broke down. I literally broke down in his church. My dad's a pastor. And when I met him, I cried. And my dad cried. And to see, and he's a man's man. Like, like if, after meeting my dad, like yeah. they've met my dad. My dad's a man's man, like Bill Holmes, a Curry, like weight training, like, like, dude, like, you know what I mean, like, like use his hands to boys, work, like, boys like, 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 boys in the hood. <laughs> yeah, like, like he's a man. He's a man's man, like the man's man, like you know what I mean. You look at him, okay, went to the army, shotgun, you know, did all the other stuff and did everything. And when he came out the pulpit and he and he hugged me. And he cried, and I can hear it. Yeah. That vulnerability made me realize it was okay to cry. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was okay to cry. Like, I cried in front of my mom, and I cried. But, like, to see a man's man cry, yeah. like, to see your dad cry or see somebody that's to cry cry, like, that was different for me. So to see that and even to see how he handles his stepmom, even my stepdad, even to see how he handles my mom, like, those yeah. things mean that it resonates with me. Like that, so those things was crazy to me. So I think, like, you know, vulnerability.